0: All right, this is the Dan and Aaron Like-O-Rama Music.
1: <laughs>
0: and yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was music, because tonight's subject matter is none other than, Dan, take it away,
2: Mike Patton. Elliot. Yay! Yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be such a fun episode.
2: I yeah, love him. My, there was um, an Onion AV Club article mm-hmm. years ago, maybe ten years ago, twelve years ago. That was like, um, it was like a how to be. Oh, what was it? It was like, you don't want to be a hipster, but you want to sound like, you know, stuff. (laughs) And it was like, pick one just like weird music group or, or singer or guitarist or whatever. And just like memorize their whole weird, um, discography, their whole catalog Memorize yeah. all their stupid trivia, and the example yep. that he gave was Mike Patton, and I was like, yeah. "I feel attacked." <laughs> to quote I'm my, th- <laughs> to quote my Gen Z online kid, I feel yeah. attacked.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hope I'm in this picture, and I don't want to.
2: Be in it <laughs> and It was like a checklist of my personality in college, and like, oh crap. <laughs> so this? Is it, right, Wait a minute. Yeah. Is this? subhead is this like by my old roommate
0: <laughs> yeah right does this person know me were they
2: digging this was, me? yeah right it was like my freshman year roommate the who, who came off a cattle farm and thought i was weird and stupid and lazy because i stayed up all night and slept all day while he was sleeping all all night and working all day uh, but um right. yeah I remember this so about him, but, yeah if the name doesn't ring a bell um you know faith no more you want it all but you can't have it uh that was him um yep. was he was the singer and uh, that <clears throat> <is it>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was i think that was their second album and the old singer chuck mosley i yep. think yep. um he did like uh uh we care a lot. He did like that. And then he left and they brought in Patton because they were fans of his band, Mr. Bungle. Right. Who right. I love. And they just mm-hmm. got back together after like a 15, eight, no, not 15, like a 12 year hiatus and right. re recorded their demo from high school oh, the Raging that's awesome. Wrath of the Easter Bunny.
0: That's awesome. That I didn't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they yeah, re-recorded re- that.
2: Yeah, they re-recorded it with, like, Dave Lombardo on drums. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, him wow. and Patton are, like, old friends. And um, um, Ian, ah, oh, crap, what's his name? From Anthrax. Um,
0: I know exactly who you're talking about. I can see the guy's Beard face. face. <laughs> Scott yeah, Ian. right, right. I Scott think Scott Ian. Ian yes
2: was the other guitarist. And uh and yeah, uh, Trace Bruins, uh, and and Trevor Dunn and Mike Patton. And right. uh and my friend Jack directed the video that they did of the concert, their like quarantine video. And he said being in that room with that band and all of the like other people who are hanging out and like lean into the camera and wave high, like Henry Rollins mm-hmm. was in there and all these people, he's just like <laughs> He's like, Dan, if you could, like, astral plane in here, you would have been so happy. But it's COVID. (laughs) And I was like, I've never been more jealous of another human being in my life, you bastard. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Good for you, Jack Bennett. Hell of a guy. Good for him. Um,
0: I, I basically, like, this, this, uh, the experience you're describing there is, is, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to deflate that. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to um, go down that road yet. But at some point, when they do the D Plan episode,
2: oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Thing that you and I talked about that I felt the same. But yeah. Anyway, go on.
2: Um, sorry. Uh, I was briefly married to Travis Morrison. Um, yes, you were. That's not true. It was
0: beautiful. Yeah.
2: It got written out of reality. <laughs> um, sorry. I've been reading a lot of DC comics and all the various crises. And multiverses, things keep getting written out of reality. It's very confusing.
0: Yeah. Time to retcon. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like, as soon as one crisis ends, it's the ending of a crisis sets up the next crisis. It's like, yeah, okay, exactly. you guys really need something besides multiverses going on.
0: <laughs>
2: Love you. Just, just, just have a, just have a villain of the week. Come on, guys.
0: Right, right. It's it's okay for all of the Justice League to go beat up the hydrator. You know, just for like a the hydrator. Or, That's okay. That's okay. <laughs>
2: You've done yeah. too many burpees. You need a yeah. drink.
0: Right, right, exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um anyway, so yeah, so Mike Patton is a mostly metal singer. Does that sound fair?
0: <laughs> I would <laughs> say that makes sense. Yeah. He's an everything yeah. singer.
2: Um yeah. some of his so so the most famous, the most everybody knew it thing that he did was, uh, Epic by faith. No more. That was their big Mm -hmm. giant hit. They had other big giant hits. Um, uh, um, what was the next track on, on that album? Fallen to pieces was the name of the song. That was another, uh, hit single. Um, off of Angel Dust, the, um, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here. I'm like, you know, track four and track three, <laughs> everyone knows what um, I mean. King no, track day, four was lifetime. That's, oh, that's, I love that album. Yeah, That's probably yeah, my favorite Faith yeah. No More album. Yeah, that's when they- It they, should they, be Angel when their Dust.
0: their tone began to change, and it was amazing when their tone yeah. changed.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I think, cause, cause um, the 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 real thing, the album that uh, Epic and Falling to Pieces was on, was basically entirely written right before Patton joined the band, so it was written with Chuck Mosley in mind, and um, so you can kind of hear him butting up against the style, mm-hmm. um, and then Angel Dust was much darker yeah. and more growly. Right. And more, the sort of dark sense of humor.
0: Which which album was it? Uh, was it Angel Dust or King for a Day? Where they when they because there was this the other thing that was amazing about that era because it was mid through late nineties. So this is parallel to the era of the great MTV music video era. Is that um, Faith No More? Every single one of Faith No More's music videos were fucking banging. They were amazing. <laughs> Every single music video is fantastic, and um, I can't remember which song it was, but I do remember that um, they basically did, uh, you know, kind of through the distorted, weird '90s horror genre era of filming, they redid Hitchcock's Rear Window as one of the. Oh music yeah,
2: videos. yeah, yeah. That was. And oh my um, god! It was so good. It wasn't Evidence. No, it wasn't Ricochet. It was, I think that was something off Album of the Year.
0: Maybe it was. I just can't remember which song Um,
2: it was. Yeah, I can totally envision that in my head. Yeah. Which of the songs? Um,
0: Is it She Loves Me Not? No. No. I can't remember. Anyway, whatever. No,
2: it wasn't Last Cup of Sorrow. Yeah. yeah yeah it was
0: yeah it was. It was last cup of,
2: yes, your last cup of sorrow. Yes'
0: Yeah because I remember him yeah. like climbing up yeah because I remember him like climbing up that that mountain. maybe that was another music video. Oh my God, it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> the dusty brain is uh, uh, having a negative impact here. I, I it's either ashes to ashes or last cup of sorrow. Because I'm looking at the two of them, I um, and uh, I I I can swear it's one of those.
2: But yeah, I, it's I, Last Cup of yeah. Sorrow. You're right. I, yeah, I, I was last pretty sure it was. I googled it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I see because on the remember, Yeah,
0: when when you hear the chorus, there's that image of him where it's directly ripped from Hitchcock, uh, like oh, kind yeah. of falling, falling down. You know the the kind of spirals, the Hitchcockian spirals.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The vertigo. Fall? Yeah.
0: Yeah, verti. That's okay. It's not Rear Window. It's Vertigo. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. All right. I appreciate it. But uh,
2: you and my oh time. my, but uh, off of Angel Dusk, My God, the video for Midlife Crisis. Holy crap! There's like the oh guy being yeah, pulled apart by the four horses, drawn and, and quartered. Yeah. yeah, which is like you oh, hear man. the
0: term drawn and quartered all your life is part of like you know historical shit. And then yeah. you see it in person, and it's like, but oh, yeah, that's what that is? Oh, my yeah.
2: God! You're 10, <laughs> and you see it on MTV, and you're like, holy crap. I, okay, this band rules? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, uh... Yeah. There, there was a reason that, um, Tipper Gore and, and her friends hated MTV. <laughs> and it was, because, <laughs> it was because the the uh, the artists of the era realized that uh, instead of making, uh, independent films the the way to uh collectively shock a generation was to now direct music videos and oh my god what good music videos came out of that era man anyway sorry
2: and then the opposite yeah that was like you know expertly lit and Uh and all that had a had a very uh tight theme very thematically sound and then the opposite the on the same album the everything's ruined video is just them goofing off in front of a green screen with like oh yeah footage. that's
0: right I forgot about that one
2: they're yeah like, with the
0: nuclear silos collapsing in the background yeah followed and, by birds
2: pooping yeah I remember that yeah one. the bird poops and then it's reversed and it goes back in its butt <laughs> that's right it's just stupid goofy <laughs> stuff and they're all like They're pretending to swim with the fish. And then, oh, no, there's a giant lizard. (laughs) Ah." It's just there. It's very, very silly. And you're like, I love these guys.
0: Yeah, Um, I actually, by the way, now that we're talking about that, I am remembering that VHS tape that you that I copied from you at some point. Yeah, where it was all the music videos. And my God, that thing was so much
2: fun. Two of the best tapes we had. I think the I think the best tapes we had we had the Mr. T be somebody, be somebody's fool. <laughs> we had the Steve Martin live from like right. 75 or whatever.
0: Yeah. You want know to get,
2: which had Aww. the absent-minded waiter on it right. as a, as a pre as a pre-show short. Yeah. Um, and we had the tapes with all the faith, no more videos and all the weird owl videos. Yeah. Those are probably yeah. our four coolest tapes. Oh man. Right. Those are great. Um, so, yeah, he was a singer from them. And, and like, if that's all he did, he'd be like, wow, that's a versatile, talented right. singer. Right. You know, that because would
0: have, That would have been lying in the sand right there. But no. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, because, I mean, even the, the members of the band who, you know, a little bit rotating, you know, after Angel mm-hmm. Dust, the, the, the guitarist left, and Trace Bruins right. did the studio work for King for a Day, and yeah. then their roadie took over his guitar for the tour, yeah. and album of the year um anyway so yeah the, um so yeah they had lineup changes and every album those four albums that Patton was on yeah. were total and I I mean they did another one a few years ago but thinking yeah. of the circa 1990 albums um so rapidly changing yeah rapidly yeah. evolving going from 89, very, very 80s rap rock to Angel Dust being very dark. Even Mm -hmm. a light song like RV, the lyrics are like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. This is the suicide note of a miserable person. Like, I love RV, where he's uh, the bridge. Well, I'm a swinging guy, throw a belt over the shower curtain rod and swing. Yeah. Toss me inside a hefty <laughs> and put me in the ground. Like, holy shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, okay, like, dude.
2: That is uh, do You need to talk that is <laughs> Dario Argento. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. God, dude. Right, right, um, right, right. Yeah, it is it's something else. Uh mm-hmm. and something that he said in an interview once that I really liked. He was uh you know, he was talking about um Uh, he he basically said like, yeah, you know, I'm 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 not writing my college thesis. It's just making up some words. So, you know, either put the lyric sheets in there or make it intelligible. Like, you know, figure it out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I don't know. He was just I like his. I like just the way he talks, he because he has this wide. I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the board please Before do get to that
0: because yeah there's well, other mean, stuff that i want to mention like if we're doing it loosely chronologically there's some other stuff that i want to mention about the solo work but we'll get to that in yeah are you
2: going to i say? mean yeah we'll get to it but I, I was thinking oh i remember it was sorry i'm i think the adhd is contagious in my house in my family oh, but like wrong. uh the uh but yeah just faith no more like uh you have the rap rock. You have the growly. That you have the straight-ahead rock. They covered um, the Bee Gees song "I Started a Joke," which was mm-hmm. "I started a joke."
1: And you're like, yeah. wait,
2: is that is that the same guy singing? Really?
1: Yeah, yeah. And
2: then he does and the chorus. And I just looked at this guy. You're like, yep, that's the same guy. Yeah, for sure. Because he yeah, and, he and has that he... epic crooning. Uh, like beyond Andy Williams, beyond yeah. uh, Pat, Shit, who's and the I, guy? F- beyond Pat Boone, that like, ah, that like Tom Jones level career. Yeah, and,
0: almost Tom Jones. Yeah, I swear when he was doing that, I swear that was him basically saying, "Oh, by the way, um, I'm also an amazing singer." The rest yeah. of you need to step up because that was right <laughs> near the end of Faith No More. And I think that was the point where he was realizing that uh, he had enough wiggle room with the rest of the band and where he was as a successful lead singer that he could start uh, flexing, you know? Uh, and, and I'm so, so glad that he did because
2: it's well, so good. <laughs> I don't know if that's entirely fair. I mean, all of them no, were, that's fair. were very accomplished, and I think they all pushed against each other and with each other because, I mean, that's a band of all the bands that had big success, they, like every album was a different band, right. sounded like a different band. And yeah, like, that fair. doesn't happen a lot. I mean, I could think of like maybe Genesis going from the, um, D- uh, I almost said David Byrne, the Peter Gabriel days to uh, okay. the post Gabriel, like, you know, their albums were, Oh, we're artsy weirdos or like King right. Crimson would sound right. different, but, or, you know, the clash had a gradual from punky punk to ska to yeah pop to um, yeah,
0: kind of this somber pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay but, that's fair. but it's, I, I it's
2: such that. a, like, you know, the music, the energy very much Changed with each record, right. and and with that, his singing. Um, yeah. I, I would say, especially in the covers, because that's something. A sort of overarching umbrella theme is whenever he's in a band, it's the best covers.
0: Uh huh. Right. Whether it's
2: yeah. whether it's Faith No More covering um, the Commodores, "Easy yeah. Like Sunday Morning," and uh, the Bee Gees with. Um, the one that I just said. I started a joke. Or if it's Phantomos covering uh, Al Green, Love and Happiness. Uh, or if it's Mr. Bungle covering the Super Mario Brothers music. You know, it's there. And and uh, like we said on the last episode, of Pencil Neck Geek by uh, yeah. Fred Blassie. Pencil Neck Geek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The covers are just like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. It's it's it it's like I already like you already sold the ticket. Now yeah, I'm the covers exuberant are this, that I'm that I came.
0: They are this next level of devotion to making sure that the version of the song that they are doing is just like if it's not as good as the original, it's They took the original, they all listened to it, they fell in love with it, and what they turned around and reproduced was uh, like a rose-tinted glasses, even more loving recreation of the original. Yeah. Uh, They are really, really amazing covers.
2: Yeah, and it's like, you know, like I sort of joke in Easy, it's very, very faithful recreations. Mm -hmm. Ironic from Faith No More that they're faithful. But then you have, like, the Al Green cover from Phantomos, is dark and scary. <laughs> you know? It yeah. starts out very, like... I'd a whole lot
1: of love out of you. Kind of
2: creepy, though. You're like, wait a minute, what just happened? <laughs> and it becomes like, you know, Ralph Stedman covering a Monet. It's, right. <laughs> it, it just, it turns a that's sharp corner. and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. That's a, that's a
0: great comparison. I love that Ralph Stedman covering a Monet. I
2: funny, just, yeah. I love, it's just it's the interesting reinterpretation. Yeah. Um, and show like, yeah, I can copy you with love. I can also mm-hmm. recreate it with love.
0: Right, uh, right,
2: and he did a whole album with his band Phantomas. Um See, so yeah, after he Mister Bungle, and then uh, Faith No More, and the two of them at the same time, and then little projects like Weird Little Boy, and a couple solo albums with. Fr- uh, right. uh, I almost said Frank Zappa with John Zorn, and yeah. his label.
0: So I wanted and to then, mention John Zorn. That was the one yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Uh, so, I took a history of jazz course years and years and years ago at Indiana, and that's where I first uh, found out about John Zorn, and uh, my professor played a chunk of uh, John Zorn's music for us, and I just remember, um, you know, it being explained to me what this is that we were listening to at the (laughs) time, and I just remember looking around the rest of the group and being like, I guess this is, yeah, okay, sure. Um, But then, to then see... As you and I were rapidly digesting Mike Patton content as fast as we could during that late 90s, early 2000s era, to then see his name paired with Zorn, and it's like, oh, yeah, uh, this makes perfect sense. Yeah, so of yeah. course Mike of course Patton would buddies. be doing something. With, yeah, right, right. It, it, it fit. It was like Lego yeah. blocks. It fit perfectly. Yeah.
2: And the, the album that they did together i really enjoy it's a really good there's certain things where if i was up all night for some reason or doing like yeah. heads down work where i really need to focus mm-hmm. something like that album uh pranzo all Al- Al- F-
0: transistor yeah
2: thank you yep. um where it's mike Patton and john zorn um and it's set up like courses at a restaurant. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, I really, them. really like the yes. one. My favorite off that album is, um, um, and all the t- all the titles are in Italian because he was he's fluent in like six languages or something. Yeah. Um, but he, and I guess it started with Italian because his wife was Italian, and then he learned yep. you know Spanish yep. and Portuguese and whatever. Yeah. Um, but, But. Uh, the, uh, but one of them It translated to I think it's like chunks of meat t- Ripped apart by saxophone blasts <laughs> It's like
0: Yeah And I, I nice... remember you and I Talking about that album And the track list on the back And I remember you pointing yeah. that out to me And you were like You gotta look at the way that the tracks are listed It's done as if you're off, uh, Ordering things off of like a, uh, a Prefix menu uh yeah. yeah, I love that. I I know that and was And it's so like
2: awesome. it's like this dining music atmosphere of oh yes, mm, okay. Uh <laughs> silverware on plates and then right. Zorn's alto sax. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And it's just, it's so off putting. And you're like, yeah, cool. All that's right. So I'm weird. in it. Um, it's so, so weird. like, that's fun for sort of active listening. For more atmospheric, I like his first solo record, which is, it was made while on tour in the probably mid 90s. He had his Tascam four track in his hotel room, and it's just him and a mic. Yeah. And it's like, what can I do? and Is it's like 30 tracks voice? of him I'm sorry yeah adult Is themes that for voice. adult themes
0: for voice yeah, yeah
2: yeah it's just what can i do and he takes a mic and you know some of it i i copied for where he, he hits his th- he sort of karate chops his throat so he's like
0: yeah i'm gonna be absolutely honest with you um i dig what he was doing with that and i I dig you know the idea of of his ability his technical ability to do it that's one of those where i appreciate that he did the (laughs) album But it's not what I'm really interested in ever going back and listening to again. I gave it like one, like I listened, I remember you loving it and obsessing about it. And I remember you and I becoming super obsessed because it was the same time that we were doing our own band thing. And I I picked up a Tascam as well. And um, I I remember liking the concept behind it, listening to like, I don't know, like one or two tracks off the beginning of it kind of going, oh, this is fucking weird. I don't know. I'll come back <laughs> to this later. And then at some point later in like the mid to late 2000s when I was um, cooped up in the apartment, um, I remember at some point finally sitting down and being like, well, I remember Dan saying this thing was neat. And I do remember listening to it and thinking it was weird. I'll try listening to the whole thing now. And I listened to it end to end. And I came away with the exact same response. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is... This is Mike Patton for other people. Clearly not for
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. My, uh, I had a, I had a, a, a First Amendment professor, who talked about how free speech is basically, a, uh, a bus line, and everybody gets off at a certain stop. Yeah, exactly. You know, some people yeah. go all the way to the end of the line, but most people get yeah. off at a certain stop.
0: Yeah. I think that's a very that's a and that's
2: (laughs) that that's patent. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of people really like Faith No More, a lot of people really love Mr. Bungle. Yeah. Fewer people love Tomahawk, fewer people (laughs) love Phantom Fewer people love, you know, Weird (laughs) Little Boy. (laughs) Six people love Adult Themes for Voice.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say that's right. (laughs) Yeah. I'd say yeah. that's accurate. Description. But
2: but I'm glad it's out there. I would love it. Yeah. If if I'm I remember uh I had an emulator of one of the Final Fantasy games for oh, whatever. And I would sit there for like six hours at night and I'm going through some tunnel listening to that on headphones and I'm like, yes, this mm. makes sense. This is yeah. this is where I should be in my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there like twenty years old probably like yes this is exactly right. <laughs> this oh, is good. Birdie. This
0: is this is a, I have reached a perfect point in my life if this yeah. is what I'm doing. There's nothing then wrong here.
2: Years, years later I found antidepressants and that makes <laughs> that's much better. <laughs> those, <laughs> those work a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah I just but the the number one thing I like is that breadth. If you, it's, you know, if you're, I, I always appreciate a generalist more than a specialist. The Jack of all trades is great. If you're an ace of all trades, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's like, what you got. That's what you got with Mr. Mike here. Yeah. Cause
2: he, he screams, he croons, he, uh, you know, he can, he, they did, um, he whines. The Sexy Sexy he album. Modulation Voice
0: Up. Yeah.
2: Uh, Lovage with him and Dan the Automator and yeah. um, and uh, what's his name? I can't remember the other guy. Uh, Kid Koala? Was he on that? Maybe? Uh, anyway. But, hold um, on,
0: I'm looking right at it. Uh, Chino Marino. Uh, Dan the Automator, and then the, the the female vocalist on that was Jennifer Charles
2: from sounds, Legion uh, Fields, right? Uh,
0: yeah, but the weird thing about Jennifer Charles's voice is that she sounds like she's uh, does such a great job of sounding like um, every other. She she can slip into and slip out of sounding like Jewel. Sounding like um, Shirley Manson from Garbage, her voice is so um, it's it's she's a she's a changeling in the way that her voice sounds. Yeah, and it, and it made it really amazing listening to Lovage because she was three different people singing on that album, right? Yeah, but it's all her singing. You know, yeah, yeah, and especially
2: that record where it slips from, you know, angel to devil. You know, it slips from Innocent Fun to, right. you know, I'm going to beat you now. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, exactly. Yeah Yeah, and, and that was a very, yeah, it was a very like, ooh, okay. Yeah, it was a very sexy, yeah. sexy record. Uh, yeah, I love that. And, yeah, I think that was mostly Dan the Automator's idea. And, he, and then, like, he brought his friends in. Mm-hmm. Um, God, but that's so good. Because, yeah, that was around the same time. That was maybe, like, the next year after... Uh, the big handsome boy modeling school yeah. album dropped um which was uh, like oh okay here we are <laughs> like landmark okay it's right. you know, 2002 or whatever here we go right
0: that album by the way we love that album in this house it is so smooth
2: which one handsome awesome. boy uh love oh love it yeah i love love it yeah, Lovage. yeah yeah that was definitely in in the heavy rotation in my car for a long time mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so good
1: Struck that, shiny coat
2: oh yeah but but that that breadth of ability just makes me so happy and I think mm-hmm. to me it seems like and and I think part of why I enjoy him so much. And, you know, thinking about all this, all the, whatever projects I work on, whether it's bands or writing or podcasts or whatever, it's, I get, I get bored and burnt out really easily. And so I always have to keep changing things and, you know, or work on something that is constantly different. You know, never, never a repeat like my, um, me and my roommates uh, had a band. uh, uh, Johnny No Friends was our (laughs) our band. And every show, I think of the maybe 20 shows we played, three resembled each other. Right. Because we just, we were, we didn't want to do the same thing. We're like, I have, what do we want to do this time? And, you know, I would sing with zombie makeup on with a plastic bag over my head right right uh one time i i had masking tape wrapped around my head you Mm -hmm. know looking like my eyes had been gouged out as i played the drums right you know like what can i do this time uh and that sort of well i okay i did that for five minutes i'm gonna do something else now (laughs) i just
0: what else i feel what else is fun yeah, right, right, right.
2: I feel that in my in my soul, that, huh, Squirrel, I get that. <laughs> um, and, you know, like, uh, a few years ago when he did, oh, what was it called? Um, um, Mondo Kane. Mondo yes. Kane. I love, 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 love that record, where it's him, and he got, like, a some giant, like, 60-piece orchestra or something to to record it with, and it's just him covering all these Italian pop songs from, like, the 50s. And... Yeah, and I
0: remember, uh, the, the one thing I do remember about Mande Kane is that there was a long time where I think you and I were just talking by email or by text or chat or something like that, and I remember thinking mondo Kane. that seems weird i don't know i'll take yeah. that out eventually i never circled back around to mondo kane so that's that's one that I yeah did. i think it means i to. think it
2: means a dog's world
0: <laughs> that's awesome
2: Um All right. it was the name that's, of a movie that's one that's, along the line somewhere
0: yeah i gotta go check that one out
2: oh it's just charming it's not like weird or jarring it's just completely right. charming
0: that's cool yeah i it's totally like, missed that one
2: it's that. like, you know, if, if, if Olive Garden was authentic, it would CD be this features,
0: record. Traditional Italian pop songs, as well as a rendition of Ennio Morricone's Deep Down. Ooh. Yeah. Right, now deep, I'm really curious. deep
2: Down.
0: Oh, that's, I'm really curious now. Cool. Oh, man. And that,
2: Neat. that last track on that album is so yeah. lovely. Yeah. It's like, I want, you know, when they're playing the greatest hits of my life video, <laughs> at my imagined funeral which right. obviously they don't have video of the greatest hits of my life so it's impossible but that would be the yeah. soundtrack of it it's just so nice and great and pretty
0: I'm, I'm actually going to throw that at the bottom of uh, this list from the previous podcast episode oh yeah 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 uh, whole album of mondo kane <laughs> it's got it's it. it's awesome that's awesome yeah I'm, um, I'm now excited all right got it
2: and what and next
0: of, it's mike Patton, uh-huh. so you know now we're gonna take another left turn what's next
2: well yeah seriously <laughs> well we would be a remiss if we if we didn't jump up and down about i mean we've still barely touched bungle and we have phantom no, oh right yeah no
0: that's so
2: yeah, let's go back to Bungle. That was his big yeah. debut band. So that's his band oh, yeah. from high school. Yep. And the sort of main people, again, they had horn players come in and out and drummer, yep. Yep. one or two drummers. Early, um,
0: early eighties, uh, like mid well,
2: eighties, the first. Really? Oh yeah. No, no, no. I thought they yeah, were, they, I were. Thought
0: they were 81,
2: 82. No, no, no. He, they were born in like 68, 69. So okay. they would have been like 12
0: uh okay all right so it but is, yeah okay. they got
2: together in the in high school in like 85 or so i think was the the demo of raging right. wrath or the easter bunny um but 89 i think was their first or no 91 was the self-titled yeah, look at that. yeah I'm looking Warner at it now.
0: yeah the first one was yeah the, 91 uh, Mr. Bungle, 91 Okay, so they're uh, they're a little bit okay
2: because when Faith I was No More is
0: older mentally, but all right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because Faith No More, um, the album that Epic was on, came out in '89, and the story is that they did some sort of finagling where they wanted to sign Faith No More to Warner Brothers, and he was like, "Well, if you do, you have to sign my other band, Mr. Bungle." And they said, "Okay, nice. sure." And so Mr. Bungle, this like underground weird band got this giant major label and in the yeah. video for Epic he's wearing a Mr. Bungle t-shirt oh, which that's is hilarious right, right he's advertising that. his other band yeah, in his yeah, giant successful music about video that. <laughs> um, but that's how he got in because Faith No More yeah. were fans of Mr. Bungle they were all from the Bay Area yeah. um, they were all from San Francisco or in uh, Alameda that sort yeah. of area um, I like it at the top of the week he was
0: born at Eureka, California, which he Eureka, references that's where ex- they're from, which he references in existential blues right back here yeah. in Eureka, <laughs> California, bitch. <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, anyway, but yeah, so the, the, the sort of main mainstays of Bungle were Patton singing guitar, trace Bruins and bass Trevor Dunn.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, and, God, Trevor Dunn, he's something else. His work in Phantomas and Trevor Dunn, um, Trio Convulsant was a great record. Trace Bruins did, uh, oh, I'm blanking on, what was his other big band? Very well another one now. Well Trevor liked.
0: Dunn, Trio.
2: Yeah, uh, Trio Convulsant was kind of um, spacey, slightly upsetting jazz.
0: Nice. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely
2: gonna go off and listen to that. I'm yeah, it was really it was listen. really cool stuff. Uh Secret yeah. Chiefs three was uh Trey Spruance's other band, Secret oh, Chiefs. No. Um and yeah, it's another one, like people love it, they go crazy. Um but yeah, Bungle there so the first record was very um it was like you know, when you had the Halloween Oh no scary clowns it's like that yeah. as a record
0: yeah well, lots of was, circus it was,
2: themed yeah uh organ music and right. oh no it, you know um the which is great you know it's a lot of fun um you know uh, just the 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 vocal gymnastics between girls of porn and um my ass is on fire you know it's there's some really good stuff in there.
0: it was them coming out of that um, I know that like one of the their their very very early success had been them doing um, uh, ska and then they because it's Bungle they got bored with yeah. that, that ska feeling and very quickly yeah. started to mess with the format and so yeah. them fucking with the format uh, of ska of the, the, the concept of ska and jazz is what ends up becoming the self-titled album
2: Right, right. Yeah. And and the the one that they just re-recorded was, even further back in their roots, was just they were so into, like, thrash metal. Yeah. And they just wanted, you know, speed metal. Right. You know, it's, and so this record, it's, like, so thrashy and yeah. fast. And so, obviously, they get Scotty in. Obviously, they get Dave Lombardo, who they're just, like, you know, old friends with at this point. Um. But yeah, and then uh, my favorite, and I I think the sort of fan favorite uh, Bungle record was the middle one, the the second one, uh, Disco Volante. Just, Jesus, what an album. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, God, Disco uh, Volante is so freaking good.
2: It's so good. I mean, it starts off with everyone I knew from high school is dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then going into, uh, I love... This on the the saxophone and bass doubling each other on this complicated complicated polyrhythmic almost out of sequence almost you know out of time signature run. Uh, <laughs> um the uh the one it's it's based off of Edgar Allan Poe's um the story the short story about being obsessed with someone's teeth. Which right It's a very upsetting story. <laughs>
0: There's also the bends that's the other one that's on uh, Disco The Belange, bends really are amazing.
2: good. Yeah uh 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 violinza domestica yes is upsetting <laughs> that re-
0: Is Disco Vellante the one that ends with, um, uh, the shining oh search? Yeah. I, I was about to, sky. yeah. Cause I had to sing it. it. Yeah. There's a new light in the sky. Yeah. Which I oh love. Oh my God. That's one of my amazing.
2: favorite of his voices. Yeah. Is, and he only do, does it on that one track. Yeah. When he um, does the silly
0: make believe crooner and it's almost him mocking crooners. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's that like, <laughs> get it? Like a song. <laughs> yeah, right. The <laughs> shining searchlight right. in the sky. Right, right, There's right. There's a new God in the sun. Yeah. It's so right, good. Right, and right. then, yeah, yeah Merry Go Bye Bye. Yeah, this is then, what Frank yeah.
0: Sinatra sounds like if he's a Muppet.
2: Yeah. 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 And now it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah oh my god it was so what good a great i remember the first time listening
0: to it now it's like what this is amazing <laughs> yeah and and to say and that they deconstruct that song is to be very diplomatic they take yes. a sledgehammer to that song
2: <laughs> yes it, it winds oh, up in, so in little shards and pieces by the end
0: shards of glass I think, and splinters of wood oh god it's so good
2: and that has probably my, I think my favorite Bungle song is Platypus, which is, I think the next <laughs> to last track on that. Yeah. Which yeah. It's so, it's a difficult song. One, cause it's, it keeps changing. It right. has like multiple personalities Two, yep. most, for the most part, it's in seven, eight. Yeah. So that's
1: right. instead of <laughs> dun, doo, doo,
2: doo, four, yeah. one, two, three, four, it's like, so seven
0: eighths is where you you do you do four four immediately followed by a three four swing and then back into the four four straight, right?
2: It's basically 1-2-1-2-1-2-3-1-2-1-2-1-2-3-1-2-1-2-1-2-3-1-2-1-2-1-2-3. Yeah,
0: yeah. I could never wrap my head around it like that. I had to wrap my head around it as 4-4 time, quickly followed by 3-4 time, quickly followed by going back to 4-4 time. I could never, because I remember one of y'all a fucking percussionist, man. God damn it. Um, <laughs> sitting there and you were like, it's a, it's a beat. You just got to remember it like one, two. Uh, Cause I remember either you or buddy or somebody explaining to me like that. And I remember just looking back at them and I felt like uh, the chick in um, mean girls where she's like, so you're admitting it's four, four followed by three, four. Right. And it getting that look of like, well, yes, I guess. But for fuck's sake, nobody calls it that, you know.
2: But, yeah. oh, right, right. It's just, it just stops too soon. That's all. Yeah. 7-8 right, is right. it stops too early. 5-4 yeah. is it goes uh, too long. Uh, uncomfortably <laughs> too long.
0: Right, right, right.
2: And, and that's you, a good way and, to describe it. I like that. And you that. sit there quivering and anticip. Patient. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, the, uh, but I love that cause it has one of the bigger vocal ranges. Cause he's, it's just a funny joke about what a weird animal the platypus is. <laughs> and, uh.
0: Yeah. And the silly voice. Oh, that's what you're to this platypus.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Before> that. <laughs> they took him to the blokes who said that he was a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, when he sounds underwater part of the time, you know. Yeah and a soul survivor um but yeah I just it's so much fun it's like what could we do with this oh here's an idea right. we could add this to the mix yeah let's do right. that cool <laughs> and like you can tell it's like friends from high school oh yeah we could do this too okay I'll, okay I get it yeah yeah <laughs> right right um and then uh their their last one was California which was their pop quote unquote pop record <laughs> and that was my introduction to them was uh, my brother and I driving home from my uncle's house in a thunderstorm and I was dozing off to not ours Moriendi the last track Goodbye Sober Day um, which has this section where I mean it starts off kind of weird and in, uh, I mentioned Dario Argento it's that sort of like 70's horror movie sort of upsetting yeah. yes oh my god I love that one
0: goodbye so yeah
2: and then it just drops and goes <laughs> good and I'm like what and I'm like half awake half asleep and I hear this like army of Mike Patton singing like, what is going on in this thunderstorm at dusk it was like a perfect storm of like oh man I cannot handle this this is awesome
0: scared the shit out of me I'm excited about this song now
2: yeah Oh, I love it. And now it's like one of my favorite songs. Oh, it's so... Oh, I love it. Um, But yeah, so like right after Bungle ended, he sat down and wrote Phantomas, the first record for Phantomas, which is uh, Patton, um, Dave Lombardo from Slayer on drums, and uh, uh, Trevor Dunn on bass from Bungle. And on guitar... Is uh, Buzz Osborne from the Melvins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that it's was the a, one
0: with the dude with the ridiculous hair, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's an all star cast, <laughs> this right, band. Right, right. Um, and the first record, it was just. I mean, none of. Well, some of them have lyrics, but the first record, there's no lyrics. And he went into it thinking of the vocals as like another percussion. Right. And so there was sort of. Phantomas and when I saw them once and on the way that they act on stage it's like two teams Mm -hmm. and it's bass guitar are one team vocals and drums are another team and they just like watch each other very closely yeah you know or whatever however the song goes and it's it's so clinically precise
0: yeah yeah, yep yeah,
2: yeah. I was like, I can't believe I'm here. This is a dream come true.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm gonna go to the bar.
0: This <laughs> so was like, wow. Yeah,
2: they are just staring at each other. Okay, cool. Yeah,
0: and then they just watch each other super duper carefully and then feed off of each other. It's amazing. And then the audience it's knows. amazing.
2: I know that's where the song ends. Hooray! Because <laughs> it's a room full of assholes like me. Oh yay! I know this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those that go to see Mr. Bungle are there because they already know the entire album.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, that, so yeah, that was when I, I saw, uh, Fantomas like that. I, and I'm, I'm still jealous. My brother saw Mr. Bungle in 99 or 2000 and I didn't go cause I had to do homework mm-hmm. I had a test the next day. I had to go to good night's sleep. It was like a Tuesday night or something. Um, and then they broke many, up and never toured again so I was like ah crap I was like I'll yeah. see them next year no I won't no you ever.
0: won't <laughs> no nope, oh, well. that's not happening
2: yeah but I remember,
0: um, uh, during that era I remember a lot of bands where I ended up having to miss them because of that same reason and then yeah. just kind of high like, school man yeah
2: And like all the cool bands came around in the weeknights (laughs) because the weekends is where they make their money. So the indie bands would come on the weeknights and like, oh, I can't go to that. I got a test at eight in the morning.
0: I remember missing uh, Parliament because it was on a Thursday night. Oh, yeah. That's that's one that I will always kick myself about.
2: That was Yeah, Parliament, they came to D.C. like once a year and it was like, this Mm -hmm. time I'm going to go. No, I'm not. Crap. Yeah. Man, I'm jealous. Mary danced on stage with Parliament. They came down to Richmond, I don't know, seven years ago or something for the uh, Folk Festival. Yeah. It's the Folk Festival, and yet it's every genre under the stars. Yeah. Parliament was playing. (laughs) And she was like, I'm dancing with George Clinton. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best. (laughs) This is perfect. Um, Yeah. Oh, man. Dream come true, that one. Uh, good for her. See, so, yeah, Bungle and Phantomos, one of my favorite records in concept as well as execution. You were talking earlier about how uh, Adult Teens for Voice, good concept. It's a great resume. Mm-hmm. Most people would not want to listen to it, and I get that. Yeah. yeah. Directors Cut by Phantomos, their second record. Yeah. Absolutely love everything Is about it. Is that the it. movie and, covers? Yeah, they cover the themes, the theme songs to like 16 or something different movies. And it starts out with the Godfather Mm -hmm. on this, I think it's a melodic of it. Mm Right,
0: (laughs) ever so gentle on
2: that
0: little melody horn. Yeah, yeah. And then.
2: is this <laughs>
0: that one is a great example of exactly it's the thing that you so said earlier good. which is Patton using his voice as percussion because yeah, 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 obviously there are no lyrics to the Godfather theme but the way that he uses his voice in there it, it complements it perfectly
2: yeah yeah and and the whole first the self-titled Phantoms record no lyrics yeah. and it is yeah it's just percussive and what yeah. do we need? We need something raspy here. We need something growly here. We need right. something, right. you know, baby doll creepy here. Whatever it yeah. needs. Like, I'll, I'll, right. I'll fill in the gaps, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that director's cut. Man, that Godfather cover is one of the all-time best covers. Hell the, then yeah. and, and the last track, Charade. If you haven't seen Charade, go watch Charade.
1: It's the...
2: The best Hitchcock movie that Hitchcock didn't make. Mm-hmm. And it's Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn and goddamn Walter Mathau. I love 70s Walter Mathau. 60s, 70s remember, Walter Mathau.
0: I remember having... Kind of a mental footnote to go see Charade because you and I had talked about that, and you and I had basically said the same thing almost a decade ago, and I never saw it. So, oh, dude, it's time go for watch it. See Charade. Yeah. It's so
2: awesome. It's so good. Right. Cary Grant is in it. Walter Matthau, Audrey Hepburn, and also um, uh, James Coburn is in it. Oh, and the dude from. Um, he was in, um, you know, in Naked Gun. He's yeah. Leslie Nielsen's boss. Oh, the blonde okay. guy. He's right, in it, right. and he's like a scary gangster in it. Huh. Oh yeah, Charade right. is awesome. You should yeah. totally go watch Charade. And yeah. that like circa nineteen seventy, Walter Matthau is. I love him. He did uh, the original Taking a Pelham One Two Three. Starring right. Walter Matthau is, like, one of the best heist movies. It's such a good crime movie. It's so oh, awesome. yeah. That's oh, the first man, time so that good. Taking a 1, 2, 3 was done. Yeah, right, yeah. Not right. the remake with Wahlberg right. or whoever. But, the, right, yeah, the right. 70s version was so great. Right. It's so awesome. And uh, there was another movie where he... There was just, like, a few movies where they're like, we need a cop. How about Walter Matthau? <laughs> I'm like, oh... Yeah, the odd couple guy. Let's get him. Okay. Right. He's
0: serious dude. And he Got kills it. it. Yeah. He every kills
2: time. it every time. Yeah. I love Mathew. Um, but yeah, the the theme to charade, and and it was a. Um, oh God, who's the guy who did Pink Panther?
0: Um, the theme.
2: Yeah, the musician, uh, the composer. Was it yeah, 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 man, but Henry the, Mancini. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Henry Mancini did charade.
0: Ah, uh, that makes we, sense. We, we, totally uh, feels charade. like it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We and the music has the lyrics version and there's a scene that where they're walking through like a carnival or and there you hear it on like an organ grinder almost. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's great how they the, you'll be watching the movie and every 20 minutes or so... They'll use
0: the Right.
2: And just whatever the context of the scene is. You're know, like, oh, right. cool, they put it in there, neat. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome movie. I love, I I love, love when, love, when love movies that movie. do that
0: just in general, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And any time um, that a, a movie reuses its main theme as like a reprise in the movie, I... That just that scratch is such a visceral itch for me. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, oh hey, it's the song we heard in the beginning. That's awesome. I love <laughs> yeah. that.
2: Yeah. Or even when it's like clunky like in James Bond movies where he's yeah. like Why yes I did. You know, and then it <laughs> does a little James or, right. or
0: Right, right, right. And like
2: that was really ham fisted, but I I also kind of loved it. Oh yeah. That was my favorite. Thank you. Thank you for throwing
0: that in there. It's so good. Yeah,
2: absolutely. (laughs) Um but man, yeah, and yeah, I just I love directors cut so much. They they do oh, they do the omen and uh that's is it the omen? where it's uh, what did they do to his eyes uh, no that was something I get a few of the titles mixed up but there's oh there's Rosemary's Baby and the Omen. oh my god
0: Rosemary's Baby their cover of Rosemary's Baby that's actually have the crying child in the background
2: that makes my skin crawl yeah I that remember, one is so, whoa
0: I remember you and I um, digging like really hardcore on Phantom Oz during this one uh, three to six month era when we were recording for our band. And um, I needed something to keep me awake. Uh, <laughs> when I was driving back from Virginia Tech to Indiana by way of like Alabama, Kentucky, Georgia, etc.
2: Alabama. <laughs> no uh, wonder it took you such a long time.
0: I don't I don't I don't know. The the, the the eastern seaboard states that are not part of I ninety five.
2: Yeah, you um, go yeah, like Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, something right, like
0: that. Right, right. Yeah, it's something like that. But um, Whatever. Yeah, to, to get across the that like broad swath between tech and IU uh, I remember I was like I need something to keep me awake, and <laughs> admittedly I think you and I had like drunk heavily the night before, or something like that. Oh dear! And uh, yeah, and, and not and us. No, we're, of course not. We're Definitely innocent not. cherubs we're who've never done angels. anything bad. Yeah, yeah, we were we were angels in college, of course. <laughs>
2: um, yes, I have six wings and I'm covered in eyeballs with a flaming sword. <laughs> yes, I'm, so I'm angel. a
0: true. I am a true. Uh, visual, biblical representation. If you
2: visual. look up angels in the Bible, they look bizarre.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Scary and, like o- and omnipresent. Like 50 and yeah.
2: eyeballs or something. Like, what is right. wrong with you? <laughs> you are well, crazy I looking.
0: It. I love it because the idea was that, you know, if... I can't remember whether it was... A, uh, like
2: Maybe a it is space aliens. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, right. I can't remember whether it was Milton or another text, but somebody talked about how the concept behind why the aliens look the way that they... Or why the angels <laughs> look the way that they look... Quite a Freudian
2: is that were, slip zaphod yeah,
0: um, Was that they were supposed to be the mechanisms by which God was able to be omnipresent. And so they needed to have all of these eyes and all of these ears. They needed to have all of these, like, you know... You know the the, the human senses so times a million, so that they. are the security
2: you know. cameras on Earth, and he's right. just watching the screens at his right. desk. Right. And he's using the
0: angels to to decide, you know, uh, which prayer to answer. Um, that's what huh. I remember, and that's that's digging through the dusty rental trap of the far recesses of my mind. So it could be wrong there, but but um, anyway. Good job, sorry. John Milton. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: Excellent generally a there. good generally a righteous dude i yeah. i appreciate your irony yep. of uh, developing the marketplace of ideas theorem of free speech yep. while working as a government censor
0: yeah thank you for taking uh the good two try. pages of genesis of the first beginning of the bible and making it a 2000 page work
2: yeah <laughs> thanks thanks for it's that it's pretty That's awesome great.
0: Yeah, no, it's, admittedly it's, it is. Pretty Paradise awesome. Lost
2: is pretty rad.
0: It is pretty, yeah. It, it, it's it's fucking awesome, yeah. I do, um, I do remember digging on it pretty heavily back when I was in college. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, he invented "What if Satan was cool?" Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. What if the uh, reason he's down here is not really that bad? Yeah, that was awesome. Right. Um. What? We're fucking oh, we talking were talking about, about directors. We've completely lost. Yeah.
2: Well, Satan, Rosemary's Baby, The Omen. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It, it tracks, heavy metal, it heavy metal. If yeah. you're Tipper Gore, then you think that heavy metal is a byproduct of Satanism. So yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. well, it's he's he's the producer. He's sitting yeah. there in the booth. Right. You know, I need. Right. I need more. Uh, yeah pulling out the intestines of innocent babies on track yeah. four please be yeah. able above all that. the
0: levels yeah exactly get some more babies yeah yeah, yeah. and then and then um, pull their guts out please
2: yeah do we have any more of those razor blades in the apples that's a right. satanic panic yeah. era yeah. fear yeah how,
0: how many uh how many goats do we have out back that we can uh just get the sound of mm. them braying can we do that double it yeah, anyway yeah right
2: can we can we double track that modulated we don't have the budget for we don't have the budget for 600 goats just double track it
0: yeah take 20 goats, Um, record it four times
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) um the other one on that album i mean i love all the tracks but um the one i just brain farted oh no (laughs) well
0: that's right now we're gonna have to clean up all of that um, yeah, Phantomos Tomahawk. Um, you were talking about um, the director's cut. There's also it was directors.
2: It was, I, director's, I will, it was the uh, director's cut by Phantomas Yeah, and the other track that I really liked, um, Dare Gollum, is awesome. <laughs> oh, it was Night of the Hunter.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, the
2: one yeah. I was thinking of. Night of the Hunter is so good because i mean talk about a movie it's not a horror movie
0: mm-hmm. but
2: it is a frickin' scary movie yeah because you've got um oh what's the dude's name uh the actor uh robert mitchum yes you've got these this this like widow and the kids and you've got robert mitchum just relentlessly coming and coming and I'm going to come and I'm going to get you and I'm coming and I'm going to get you and you're going to die and I'm going to get you. And you're like, "Uh, uh, uh, this isn't good. And then Mm -hmm. that track of Robert Mitchum stalking a family goes right into the soundtrack to Robert Mitchum stalking a family of Cape Fear.
0: Oh yeah. And that's that's such a great
2: transition because yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. And that's one of the ones there's a couple tracks where the Phantom Mouse cover is so creepy, but the original is so much creepier.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Because yeah, dream, little one, dream. Like, that's creepy. But on the movie, if you watch the movie, uh, it's actual little children singing it of Night of the Hunter, and you're like, oh, I-, I don't think I can watch the movie now. I need to go to sleep with all the lights on and hug. My, I need to buy seven teddy bears and hug them all. I'm scared. Can you come over and make sure no one kills me now? (laughs) It's so creepy. But the, that transition from that track indicate fear. It's the the like.
0: Uh, they Buzzer's that guitar,
2: so,
0: yeah, oh, oh so good.
2: That Melvin's guitar, you're like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. hit me with yeah. your guitar, punch yeah. me in the gut with your guitar. Yeah.
0: And I love that the, the way they hold it is—it's like it's almost as if they're holding it for one like half second too long. It's yeah.
2: great. Yeah. Oh man, that uh, that album. Like yeah. there's not a lot that I can, not every record you can listen to beginning to end, but right. that is one of them. Heck that yes. is, no track is a loser. And the the other the other track on there, where, where the original is even creepier, is the one for the Omen, Ave Satani, where. Yes. That one is so creepy that they changed Patton changed the lyrics to make it not as creepy, because <laughs> right. if you watch the movie. It's all like, hail Satan, you know, put the spirit in the body, take the blood, but all this, you know, no more God, worship Satan. It's like, oh my God, I, like, I feel nervous listening to this. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even believe in Satan, but, uh, should I, is he gonna, like, come? Yeah, maybe I should turn this off now. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching The Omen for college at some point, and... It does. It gives you that spook level of like you yeah. like I think maybe I'd like to not watch this anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh man, it puts the fear of God in you. Oh boy. Um but yeah, it's just oh, it's so good. It's such a good bunch of records. Yeah. Um <laughs> and not only uh is he I should point out, he's not only the front man in all these bands, he also for a lot of it is the label. He runs Ipecac Records yep, yep, with yep. um uh what's his name from uh Alternative Hold Tentacles. Up. Uh Greg Reckman. Greg Workman, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. Um so yeah, he uh Greg Workman did alternative tentacles with Jello Biafra from Dead Kennedys. Right, right. And they put out a zillion records, including like Wesley Willis was on alternative tentacles. And so, uh, uh, him and Mike Patton started Ipecac in I think 99. Yeah, I found it now. It,
0: yeah, Greg Workman. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And it just turned into like, well, I mean, I could sell myself to labels or I could just Make put all my, my records up. on here. Yeah. and keep the money yep. and have low overhead, high percentage yeah. payment payouts. Yep. And so, yeah. And that's, I, I love their, um, their business model where, cause you know, a major label will be like uh, we'll front you this money and you yeah. pay it back with your royalties. Right, And then if there's any left, you get that and you get yeah. like, you know, pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Ipecac, you get little to no money up front, yeah. but they release it and you get like much bigger royalties. Yeah. And they so have the low I do overhead.
0: Have to, I do have to point out that one of my favorite um, artists that came out of that Ipecac era, and I, again, this is like... Like band number 462, or I have to say thank you, Dan Grubb, for introducing me to it, is um, Kata. um, Oh, yeah. With with John Eric Kata as the. Yeah. And and, I mean, I think at this point, now with you knowing the the type of stuff that I like, you can kind of understand why I dig them so much. But it's that combination of mellow instrumental. And then kind of borders into the techno world uh I yeah. love that, I love it, I love it and and yeah
2: what they they call it is you know they it's kind of like what they used to call down tempo, yeah. a little bit, but also with some just straight up electronica yeah, it's right. great, a yeah, little bit of exotica, maybe, but not really
0: yeah, yeah, I love his stuff um, so God, where are we we did? Oh, I'm so terribly sorry. We did um
2: we, <laughs> we did Phantom War, Bungle, Phantom Moss. Yeah. Uh, we haven't Movich, done Tomahawk John Zorn, Yeah. Tomahawk. We oh, when we saw them, that was a great night.
0: That was a friggin' Same, awesome night. Because
2: yeah. I remember the lineup. It was uh Dalek, uh-huh. the like noise hip hop group. By the way, and having and now uh, 20 years later Melvin's, after and then we went to see
0: them. Now, twenty years yeah. after we went to see them, and having now become a monster Doctor Who fan, I now know that the correct pronunciation is Dalek. So, Dalek. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because that's Doctor Who runs around like crazy, going, "We
2: have to save, we have to save Great Britain
0: from the Daleks. They've come back. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. decided they, they've decided they're interested in Great Britain yet again. You know, yeah, it's <laughs> Dalek.
2: I will eradicate you. yeah,
0: yeah." yeah.
2: <laughs> what a great it turns villain.
0: out that yeah it turns out that you've frozen one of us and left it in the imperial museum and now we will exterminate it's so great exterminate the premise, that's the word yeah the premise for every doctor who episode is just i love it you know it's like i swear that they they take like they print out 37 random images put them on a dartboard and then have like a group of monkeys come in and throw the darts at the dartboard, <laughs> and the darts are numbered like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and whatever order those darts land in, that's then the plot of the episode. You know, it's like Doctor Who and Rose, the companion, find a goat, and on the side of the goat are a series of symbols, and the series of symbols are only found in uh, the hieroglyphs and so they have to go to Egypt and they arrive in Egypt and it turns out that there's only two guys in Egypt that know what the hieroglyphs mean because they're a variation of the hieroglyphs and on and on and on and you just like as a science fiction fan when you watch Doctor Who it's just like you know you're sitting there with the tub of popcorn you're like uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, where the hell is this going I don't care come on <laughs> you know God sell me another <laughs> this is great Ugh. anyway sorry um, Doctor Who is such crap sci-fi, but I love it so much. I love oh it yeah. so much. I love it so much that I named one of our kids after it. So.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, your kid dialect. Your, yes, your exactly. Your daughter exterminate.
0: Yeah, she wakes up every morning and she exterminates. That <laughs> launches right into. You it.
2: did, Daddy, proud again. Extermination. <laughs> exactly. Extermination. What did
0: you do today, darling?
2: I went out and I exterminated. <laughs>
0: Good job, kid. <laughs> sleep well
1: tonight
0: Uh, I'll give you two pieces of cereal (laughs) yay (laughs) anyway Tomahawk
2: (laughs) Uh, but yeah and we might have talked about it on a show but uh, I love I'll never forget when uh, Dalek came out and this this hall this concert hall full of not concert you know it was a club full of Melvin's and Tomahawk fans. He's like yep. big metal dudes. Ooh, with right. my, all my earrings and whatever. Right, uh, right, right, And Dalek starts and the DJ takes the needle and just runs it back and forth all over the record. <laughs> and it goes through yep. all these pedals over the PA. Yep. And it's just like, <gasps> like the yeah. most God awful noise you've ever heard in yeah. your life. Yeah, And everyone covers their, all these metal heads, cover their yeah. ears and like, yeah. oh, and we're yeah. standing there going, yay. Yeah, exactly. And we're just like, yes,
0: <laughs> feed this into my veins. Yeah. Like no, I ten love 10
2: people in the room who had heard dialect were like, yay. Because, <laughs> oh was- man, Acid Gum Bombs is, is that the name of the group? I mean, the song? Dirty gum bums. I forget the name of the, oh, track, the one, that but they it, do. I just love it. The one where they sample um, Mars, bringer of war. At one mm. point, it's just so good. Yeah, it's just so gritty and like dirty and. Blah, 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 blah. The, the
0: one the one thing that I absolutely love that um, uh, uh, that it was like a production note that I picked up or or read about or something like that about Dalek years years later is that um the way that they produced that like uniquely like uh pants shitting brown note bass was <laughs> that they dropped the um they dropped the treble and they dropped the midtones when they would do that record scratching and and sometimes record scraping across the record so whatever um mixer was interpreting the scraping of the needle across that record, as violently as they did it, was only picking up the low tones. So instead of mm. it like filling the entire concert hall with like, you know, you just heard, <laughs> <"Brawr,"> you know, <laughs> I just remember those guys leaning forward like they were about to have a stomach ache.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That was so funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, it's All so right. good, and so we. I'm deliberately leaving out some of the things he would do on stage because they're gross. Yep. He definitely yep. did some gross stuff. Yep. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it because it's gross. Yep. But yep. I know he used to, for a long time, he would, uh, something G-rated is yep. he would, uh, in the middle of a song, just like do backflips and land on his back oh, just yeah. like for fun Right, and he had to right. stop doing it because uh, his back he, like, up. <laughs> he like lost feeling in a hand or something.. <laughs>
1: like, oh dear.
2: like a spinal thing happened, and he like wow. couldn't feel his hand. I think he's wow. still like like, like, uh, potent, like forever uh, numb in one arm or one hand or something, Holy because crap. he was doing that crap. It's like, I "Oh totally yeah, am surprised
0: but, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe I should stop.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> but, but and and I love. We've talked about all the different voices he does and his musical uh-huh. range and stylistic range and all this. Right. But I love that when he talks, and he looks like Robert Downey Jr.'s slightly uglier brother. Yeah, but yeah, but like he's figured he could, out
0: how to make the best with his life in terms of his slightly uglierness, uh, but because if, he really presents himself. And I well. mean,
2: I mean, only like five percent uglier. Yeah. Yeah, like he's a good-looking guy, and Robert Downey Jr. would play him in the movie, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yep,
0: exactly. If they're
2: like, we need a yeah. movie of Robert Downey Jr., Patton would play him. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. and vice versa. Yep. yep. Um, but uh, I love how just when he's off stage and just talking, he he has that kind of just like you know that that just like regular guy like talking voice, and it's kind of yeah. like uh you know stunted and. He 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 sounds like he's kind of talking out one side of his mouth and maybe a little bit too fast but you know that's just cuz he's excited to be here you know it's, <laughs> and, it's and
0: just, he's
2: he's, very he's like straightforward. Mr. Norma.
0: He's very yeah. straightforward too. He he won't like he he cuts straight to the chase in every interview. He's like no yeah. bullshit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which I mean when when Faith No More was was on top of the world and it's like you could tell that all of them Loved it and really hated it. Like they loved yeah. the, the, hey, we like you, but they hated the, hey, I need you to give 300 interviews tomorrow. Oh, yeah. God. Like, yeah. like we got to do this crap again. The same uh-huh. six questions. Oh, God. Right. And so they would all be just like total bastards and make up weird stories and say they did terrible things that they didn't do just to like stay awake during these boring interviews for you know i do remember some what country are we in what channel is in this country okay
0: yeah i do remember some of those mtv2 interviews where they would say really weird shit and uh, God, I can't remember whether you and I were watching them on YouTube or whether it was one of those things where it was part of that VHS collection or whatever, but I just remember us giggling as they would, yeah. you know, tell these weird-ass stories, and it was like, what?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, go on, yeah. But,
2: like, uh, and, you know, some of them were, like, totally made up. Um, like, you yeah. know, mostly the really gross ones were pretty much made up. But then there's be one, like, you know, he was one of the tracks on Angel Dust he came to the lyrics because he was uh, experimenting with sleep deprivation and he was like well I've been awake for four days this is what's coming to mind <laughs> and that was the <laughs> lyrics for the song I want to yeah. say it was caffeine maybe it was another one I don't know but uh yeah you know it's just always trying something out and I'd, you know you'd want to say that he mellowed with age he's like 50 now right? but uh he he didn't like, he's still going weird and crazy. And, you know, I've been kind of out of touch with all music since about 2006. (laughs) I was like, you know, when I was reviewing 40 albums a week for the radio station for three years, I was like, okay, I need to peace out. I, (laughs) my brain is full. Right. I'm going to take a a few years off. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but, you know the the little bit that I've kept up with it. It's still, oh okay yeah. You're still you're still going cool. You're still di- he's still diverse. You know I remember. You know he he did uh, a record with Executioners a, a, a hip hop record. He did uh, yeah General Peeping Tom
0: Executioners yeah Peeping Tom yeah the
2: the the demos for Peeping Tom were really cool. The album was fine. <laughs> I was. I was I was expecting a 10 and got an 8. So I was like, darn. Yeah.
0: I remember but that uh, too because I remember you and I uh getting our hands on the Peeping Tom demo tracks and Yeah. cuz they I were leaked obsessing. by like
2: they they were leaked by like, you know, the like 26th you the know producer who yeah. got his hands on it and yeah and flunked out, and so they went with, yeah. like, the 41st person or something.
0: Yeah, you know? but, man, it, like... Because it took, like, songs, five
2: years or something for that to finally come out.
0: May, yeah, 2006. Um, the, yeah, because I was in the was, house, yeah. The one thing that was really disappointing, though, was that, um, God, there's this one song, and I'm not going to remember the name of the song right now, but there's this one song that was on the Peeping Tom album that the demo... Was fucking amazing because it had Patton belting it, and they later replaced it with Patton doing vocal percussion. And I was like, "Oh, uh, I, sure. I, I mean, that's cool, but man, yeah. that demo track, you guys, oof, that demo track was on fire. But we're not <laughs> doing that. Okay, we're not doing that. That's fine, whatever. Yeah. You know.
2: But anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, man. But
0: I will, I will, I, I am. Since we're mentioning Peeping Tom, though, I am going <laughs> to mention the sheer volume of people that, uh, participated in that, uh, joint venture. Nora Jones, some... Dandy oh, Automator, yeah. Rozelle, Cool Keith, Massive Attack. Oh uh, yeah, I
2: forgot Rozelle was on there. Cool.
0: Amon Amon Tobin, who did, uh, who, who was, uh, Detroit techno, uh, uh, like, mm-hmm. um, uh, U.S. East Coast Electronica, Gel. um, Freaking Dub Dubtrio. Freaking
2: Babel Gilberto is on there. Come on.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Massive attack. Cool Cool
2: Keith. Come on, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's a, it's top notch stuff for sure. But, uh, just so many good, I would say, I mean, if, if you're like, okay, this guy's interesting. I don't have $200 to buy all these records. I would say faith. No more. Uh, King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime. Maybe... Well, that or Angel Dust, depending yeah. on if you like darker or lighter. Not yeah. lighter, but darker or not darker. Um, Disco Volante and California by Mr. Bungle. Uh, Director's Cut by Fantimas. Uh Tomahawk's first album. And... Um, Mondo Kane, Yeah. Yeah. I would say I would, those yeah. are the like five. Right. To go with. And there's, you know, if you want more, I'll give you 10 more for starters. <laughs> no, it's, but, it's, uh... but those are like the, the core and that'll give you a good breadth, a good, um, diversity. Mm-hmm. Cause, Oh God, Mondo Kane, I love that record a lot. And that's like yeah. probably his straightest record.
0: I'm totally, I think definitely
2: I'm, the the most straight laced of his records.
0: Yeah, I'm totally looking forward now to um, going off and digging on Mondo Kane because that was one that I definitely mentally bookmarked and never came back around to. Yeah. Um, God, I'm just I'm scrolling oh, through the other stuff and.
2: We're totally leaving out. The dude did video game zombie noises and <laughs> yep. he's in yep. the darkness. He plays the darkness in, yep. in, um, I am legend. He's yeah. the dogs, the zombie yeah. dogs.
0: He's the voices of the monsters. Yep.
2: <laughs> like he does all this other like weird stuff.
0: Yeah. So, but let's, uh, you know, let's caveat on recording the same thing that you and i were talking about before we started recording which is that there's basically a point right around like late 90s early 2000s where the level of success that patton has had basically meant that uh, he was essentially provided with a pop culture springboard to you know go contact whoever the hell he wanted and say, yeah, and, "Hey, that's I'm, true. I'm Mike Patton, and uh, you know, I did Mr. Bungle, and I also did uh, Faith No More. You remember the 20 years worth of music that uh, MTV obsessed about? Yeah, that was me. Uh, <laughs> want to do something together? You know,
2: I mean, who yeah, the like
0: going to say no to that? You know,
2: he was on uh, he was on uh, the Bjork record, Medulla.
0: Yep, yep.
2: You know, like yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, him and Ennio Morricone, Mister the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh-huh. They were." They were like yeah. friends. They put out a yeah. couple records together. Uh, Ipecac put out a couple of his records. Yeah.
0: You know what? I have to totally like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Now I have to figure out if Mike Patton has ever done anything with Giovanni Giorgio. Like having now oh. <laughs> having now done that that episode. And having oh, us now done this episode, I totally got to see if the two of them ever, ever collaborated together. Because that would be like the perfect icing on the cake in terms of uh, stitching two episodes together. I'll, I'll dig on that and see if, if there's... if, if, if uh, that ever happened. Because that would be a cool thing to put in the liner notes for this episode when we release it.
2: I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I just... It would be neat. So
2: That would be cool. I don't... Yeah. I don't think so. Um, yeah, but that would be that'd be pretty cool if it was,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. All right,
0: well, um, it's up to you. I mean, I, I, God, we've, we've pretty much gone through, uh, yeah, all of his I mean, projects. You know,
2: there, there's a few records from the last decade that we didn't touch on because we, we, yeah, they weren't, they didn't hit our radar, yeah, because uh, we're old and lame, but, uh, yeah, man, that's Mike Patton. Uh, he's yeah. of as as a person with, you know, a thousand cultural obsessions. Yeah, I am such a completist and such a fanboy of so many things. Mike Patton was a thing, where I waited on Tenterhooks what's the next thing? Where's the next thing? You know, 2001 scouring the internet. Where's another, is there another interview somewhere? Can I find another interview somewhere that he said something cool? He's so funny. I like him. It was like pathetic. Um, and the Ipecac records message board. And in case you don't know, yes, Ipecac is the stuff where you drink it and it makes you throw up. It's like if you drank poison, (laughs) that's what their record labels named after, which I love. Um, They, uh, the message board is where I found out that if you say something on the internet, random people will be really mean to you for no reason. I was like, Oh Oh man, Uh. that was my, my first toe dip into message boards, you know, five years before social media was a thing. And I was like, Oh, I don't like this. They're mean they're cyber bullying me <laughs> <laughs> so I was like well I'm not to hell with this Yeah. I'm not doing this ever again yeah. except on MySpace and Facebook <laughs> and Twitter and yeah. Instagram until I've been hurt so many other times that I, I that I shouldn't
0: actually be doing this yeah Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. reminds me
2: I haven't been on Reddit in a couple months oh well <laughs> You're <not just> <laughs> oh wait um. I don't care I found,
0: hey, I found a perfect way to close this article this episode out um, because I, I scrolled down and I found uh, a mention of that um, that best singer, that the one that uh, you and I are talking about. I think, I can't remember now whether we mentioned it at the beginning of this episode or not, but um, I'm just going to read directly from the wiki because I really like this. Um, Patton achieved the first place in a May 2014 VVN Music, so we're already getting super oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. garbage record nerd here. Vintage Vinyl <laughs> News. It's about how high up can you get your your yeah, nose? Right. <laughs> um, first place in a May 2014 VVN analysis uh, ranking various rock and pop singers in order of their respective octave ranges. The article served as a retraction to a previous article. These nerds. Yeah. Which originally awarded the number one position to Axl Rose. The article praised Patton's impressive six octaves, one half note range, from E flat one to E seven versus Axel's admirable five octaves and two and a half (laughs) notes. When asked about his range in a 2019 interview, he referred to the article and said, I think that range thing is all bullshit. I don't think that I have the biggest range. And even if I do, who cares? This is not like the Olympics of vocals. I could make a record without singing a note and I'd be happy with it.
2: There you go. I love it. I love it. I love it. Him. Yeah, like, yes. it's, he's, it's such a, like, and that's a great crystallization of the whole, him and, and all the, yeah. the galaxy of of musicians that he works yeah. with and yeah. has worked with over the last thirty years. Yeah. Thirty? Yeah. It's gotta of be at this point, yeah. Thirty plus thirty five years I guess. Yeah. Uh, I of just like it's like, oh, people are saying what? Anyway, I'm at home doing this with my friends. So right. I'll see you later. <laughs> right. We're just uh-huh. we're just gonna keep doing our thing and do our stuff. Yep. Okay, bye. Yep. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. And like that's um, the way to do it. We're over here in a, in a basement. Leave us alone. We'll put the thing out when it's done. Go away.
0: Right. And then years later, uh we're in a basement and we're absurdly famous. Yeah. Leave us alone. Oh, there's paparazzi outside. Tell them to fuck off. We're oh, not crap. done. <laughs> I
2: don't know. Just tell them a bunch of lies.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them some bullshit so they'll go away.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't mention the other two Fandomus records. They're also very 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 good.
0: Oh my god. Uh, yeah. The th-
2: The third one is one like 70 minute track and it's surgery related and it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. When we got it at the, at the record, I emailed their rep and I was like, Hey, I hope this is okay. I made a copy of the record and cut it into like 20 tracks where it made sense so that hopefully it will get more airplay this way. I really hope that's okay. I'm sorry if I'm offending you. And they're like, Oh, okay. Good idea. (laughs) 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 Okay, good. (laughs) Great work. (laughs) Um,
0: yeah, the other one I'm going to
2: mention, and uh, suspended animation, animation, Yeah, suspended animation, their fourth record, which is the theme is like the month of April, 2005 or whatever year it was. Yeah. And it is children's toys, Samples from cartoons, mm-hmm. it's, it's just phenomenal. It's so mm. rapid fire, frenetic, yeah. weird, glorious. I love, love, love that record. It's so much fun. It
0: Director's so Cut is still my weird. favorite. And again coming back to but the all four of, of them are
2: awesome. I love Fantomos. That's probably my favorite of his bands is Fantomos.
0: Right. And again coming back to the concept of um, how Fantomos liked to arrange their tracks so that they were not direct references to the actual songs but had some sort of like other you know outside of the you know, reaching outside of the, the the songs the music the album itself each of the tracks on suspended animation is a track that is supposed to either represent or is tied to a holiday somewhere oh, yeah. in the world that is about fun and happiness and silliness or kids yeah. or childhood. And it's yeah. so neat. It's so and neat.
2: the the like first release, I guess, of the song, yeah. the 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 copy that I got is uh, yeah. of the album. It, it's like a flip page calendar. Yep, yep, It's a little yep. spiral-bound calendar yep. of the month of yep. April. And the and track's names them. are like Tuesday, April the 1st, Wednesday, yep. April the 2nd, or whatever, yep. however it lines up. And the first record yep. of Phantomas, the theme was a comic book because Phantomas was a French uh, villain who yep. like broke into... Buildings and stole stuff and killed people. And then there was, like, a Mexican comic based on it, which is how they found out about it and the blah, 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 blah. Right. So it, the theme was of the comic book, or maybe it was an Italian comic anyway, but it's, like, page one, page two, page three, page four. Right, right. Um, I ugh, forgot about it's that. You're so right. yeah. It's so much fun. It's so cool.
0: Yeah, it's the level of complexity that he puts into uh, that 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 you know it's not solely patton but it's yeah. it's the collective brain trust of folks that patton <laughs>
2: yeah the brain with, trust yeah
0: yeah with with getting this stuff into people's hands it's like not a moment of brain cell to be creative and add another layer of creativity to these albums was wasted and that's the thing that is yeah. really wild and and the other thing that and again, I, I I swear I'm not gonna like try and sound like you know kids these days or whatever. But that's another thing that I I, I don't know if Patton would be able to do, uh, and and his group of uh, uh, friends and collaborators. I don't know if they'd be able to do albums where they did this level of uh, kind of cool investment in the art and the tracks and the way that the tracks are presented. I mean, they could do it for the folks that knew that were that they were gonna be buying it, you know, like you and I. Right. But it wouldn't have that same level of yeah. Reach, I, I think, wonder these if days, you know. It,
2: yeah, it's like, do they make? I guess they. I mean, yeah, they still make albums. Right. But you don't hear about a whole album very often. You hear about right. singles and like one track. Yeah. But you know, like uh, the the Beyonce song song, the Beyonce album yeah. from like four or five years ago. right. What was it called? Lemonade? Mm, the, the one lemonade. where they did the, the, the video for it and like they released it was released as like a movie where all the, each and, song had a video. I don't know. Was it called Lemonade? Yeah, Lemonade. But like that was but yeah, Lemonade was like here's an album. And everyone's talking about the album,
0: right, right. Yeah,
2: but that's that's, the only one I could think of in the last while of like, here's a whole album that people are talking about. You know, yeah, yeah. I remember like the Gray album, Mm -hmm. where they, where he mixed up, uh, was it Danger Mouse who mixed up the White album and uh, Jay Z's Black album, the Black album, and made the Gray album.
0: Well, yeah, I remember that. That was cool
2: mixing up the Beatles White album and Jay Z's Black album. Yeah, Yeah. the gray album was really neat, Um, and like fun to listen to. Uh, But I mean, yeah, like I can't think of like, you know, oh you hear the I got the Billie Eilish album, you know, I got, Mm -hmm. you know, like yeah, you know, maybe they maybe they do, and I don't know because I'm pushing forty. It's entirely possible. Yeah, same here.
0: Same here. Yep. But totally, you know,
2: I. Speaking for us, we find out about new stuff from playlists and, Mm -hmm. you know, I want something, you know, I like this band, find me other stuff like that, whatever app I'm using, and it goes and finds you more stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if people still buy whole-ass albums.
0: I don't know either. I honestly don't.
2: I know I don't. I, uh... Anyway, if you all right. anyway, yeah, there's some there's some album recommendations for you.
0: Yeah, go listen to everything Mike Patton because he's fucking amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're all good. Yeah. Um, even the bad ones are are yeah. like, oh okay, I see what you did. Very good. The
0: bad the bad ones are are even good enough in their complexity to listen to and go, okay, I see what you're trying to do here, and it's pretty wild. Yeah. You know.
2: I mean, the dude, he, I mean, he's like you know, Babe Ruth, the dude is always swinging.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. He didn't have as many
2: strikeouts (laughs) as Babe Ruth, but he, he takes big swings and you got to appreciate that. And he's got a, he's got a really good average.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know,
2: if you have like an 80% awesome average, like that's pretty good for anybody. Like, yeah. The Beatles don't have 80% good songs. Yeah. You know, like the white album, is a really good half a record and a really lousy half a record.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'm going to throw uh, one last tiny thing in before we go. If yeah, you yeah, Google yeah. images of Mike Patton, he is still built like a Sherman tank. That dude is <laughs> buff as hell. Like he, oh, Lordy. he he obviously chose not to ever stop exercising because he is he is uh, Muscle bound, he's got that same muscle bound, uh, old dude thing going on that uh, Rollins
2: has, you know, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, ha- he has a neck, unlike Rollins, yeah, but uh, he, but then uh, the rest of it is, yeah, he's all definitely way down. lean, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's he's got that uh, that leanness, yeah, but uh, so yes, yeah, so that's our uh, hour and 40 minutes or so on Mike Patton. Yeah. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't know about them, now you do. And I hope you go out yep. and listen. If you did know yep. about them, uh, hopefully you don't have too many uh, nasty little notes that you have to send to us. Uh, <laughs> yep. Good luck, suckers. You don't know where I live. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please don't cyberbully bully us on the Internet.
2: <laughs> yeah. Don't don't force me to log on to the Ipecac message board again. It's been 20 again. years. I don't think I can handle the cyber <laughs> right, bullying anymore.
0: Right. Besides my username probably no longer works.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot my password. Yes. All right. Well, All right. that's that's the album. Aaron, you yeah. want to take us out with that closing theme music?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. But now I'm stuck trying to think of exactly which Mike Patton song I want to Oh, just make
2: something song. up.
1: Uh <laughs> that's
0: my cover of my pattern
2: I and every night uh my nice. eyes. But now
1: we've so bright! <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we should probably fade out. <laughs> that was good. That was good.